So people, uh, they seem to like the uh, the iPhone camera. Those that, that have their hands on a new iPhone camera, iPhone 11 Pro, more specifically. Of course, that's a more advanced feature set than the standard iPhone 11. Uh, they uh, A lot of people are saying the night mode they're excited about. I've seen some samples floating around social media. It's a type of night mode. You can toggle it in. I have heard that Apple's initiative with their night mode was to make night look less like day, which is what, you know, some of the previous night modes were just super magical where it was like, wait a second, how did this, how did you make day from night? Where uh, supposedly their focus was to try to make a more realistic looking night scene, but that still had some detail associated with it. So the, anyway, they put a lot of attention into night mode. They put a lot of attention into their wide angle camera as well because I mean, we've seen the wide-angle thing floating around, but Apple bit resistant in a wide-angle department for a while now, and uh, and so they're seeing that as a they're 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 obviously seeing that as a differentiating feature, not necessarily against other smartphones that are on the market or have been on the market, but certainly against other iPhones. See, I think the thing about Apple is they're not always just competing against the other smartphone selections in the Android space, but they're also competing against their old products. Considering the fact that people are statistically upgrading less frequently, they have to be able to provide something to customers to say, look, it's time to put away your old iPhone. And that's becoming increasingly difficult to do. And the statistics seem to indicate that. So if you're on an iPhone 8 or an iPhone 10 or something like this, Maybe you've been waiting for the correct feature set to justify an upgrade and possibly these two new camera features could be the thing to compel you. Well, we have some information here, some news from the popular camera testing site slash uh, review space, the DxO Mark, which has been referenced frequently by various reviewers. I mean, smartphone companies on their own constantly reference the DxO mark that their devices achieve, uh, as well, pre presuming they achieve a good or a, a leading DxO mark, everyone was all, all obsessed with it. I mean, I've been to smartphone events in the past. DxO mark achieved the the greatest figure uh, ever. I don't know. Do you look at the DxO mark? Is that a big deal to you, Will? No, not at all. No, not really. You're you're more interested in seeing the actual performance, looking at the photo. Practical application. But a lot of people like to look at this kind of stuff from DxO Mark. And up until now, they haven't taken into consideration when they come up with their overall score. They haven't taken into consideration night mode or wide angle. And so what they're doing starting now, and possibly this has something to do, it could have something to do with the fact that the iPhone being like uh, this this incredibly popular smartphone has added these features now. So now is maybe the time for their service, their their review strategy to adapt as well. Uh, it's important to know when it comes to wide angle, LG specifically has been doing it forever. I recall talking about it many generations ago, how they uh, had considered oh, putting a wide angle camera on there. And I had personally been interested in that for a while but it never it wasn't showing up in the other mainstream brands up until recently and then when we're talking about night mode of course the first place i saw it was on some of the earlier pixel devices that added it and we were just like mm -hmm. whoa that's a that's a totally new new thing so but that wasn't enough for dxo mark at the time to add it to their 
to their system for how they evaluate smartphone cameras. Now that you have this big player in the space, the iPhone, embracing these two technologies and features, they're adapting as well. So there's a bit of a breakdown as to how they're going to interpret this stuff. Of course, for the time being, I can't really, I can't really say for certain how I feel about it. I don't have the new iPhone in my hand specifically, so I can't go take these uh, night photos and so forth. And also, I can't just l look at the images that are on the web because you don't know exactly what the circumstances were that those photos were taken under, whether it be wide angle, night mode, and so forth, even though for the time being, people seem to be fairly impressed, if not overwhelmingly impressed. The early reviews seem to be really into these new cameras. Well, anyhow, DxO, they go back to the drawing board and they've come out, they've come up with a system for evaluating performance for both wide angle and night scores. And then those scores are going to act as a percentage, a component in the overall figure that the device ends up scoring. Now, the iPhone, the new iPhone, isn't on the DxO charts yet, from what I can tell. It could be just as a consequence of the, the product not being commercially available yet. You, you have the older device. You have the 10s Max on there. Uh, currently, there's only a handful of reviewers that have the iPhone, uh, the iPhone 11, 11 Max, 11 Pro Max, 11 Pro Max mm. and Pro. Look, I got them reversed there. Yeah. Pro Max, Max Pro, Maximum, Maximus. How can how are we gonna keep it all together? I mean, you're gonna you gotta run, you gotta eventually stop adding stuff to the end of the. Taking it, we can't even say the product name. It takes forever now. Anyway, you can't blame them. I'm looking at this list. Look how long Samsung Galaxy Note 10 Plus 5G. Leave me alone. Mm -hmm. Huawei P30 Pro. Samsung Galaxy S10 5G. I don't know. Maybe there's no way around it. Maybe this is just what happens. We get advanced technology comes with advanced names. Yeah. Maybe that's just the way it goes. Anyway, so uh, DxO Mark, they're not sleeping. Now, they're not going to make the overall score. Uh, require some type of night mode or wide mode, but they're going to associate a certain amount of score to where you can kind of up your overall score. So there will be a different uh, a different number that you can achieve in each of those departments to then eventually get added to the overall score. So it'll be interesting to see where the iPhone stacks up for those people that do care about this. Uh, the current top performer by like one point is the Galaxy Note 10 Plus 5G. It's uh, just barely edging out the P30 Pro. Of course, also today an event took place for the new Mate 30 Pro from Huawei, and they spent a boatload of time on the camera, uh, on their camera technology. So you know they want to climb that list. It's so competitive. We'll see where the iPhone maps out on that chart, but presumably... The ability, uh, them adding the the wide and the night mode will help. So, for example, with the Note 10 Plus 5G, by taking into account the wide and the night, that added an additional four points to the overall. You know what I'm saying? You see where I'm going here? The S10 5G, four points. There are some other devices that were only able to add fewer points, like the Honor 20 Pro added two extra points, Mate 20 Pro added three extra points, Pixel 3 added one extra point, so on and so forth. So I remember that there was a certain time where uh, 100, like in terms of points, would have been like it. And yeah. Then we found out that it wasn't it out of 100. Yeah. <laughs> it goes on forever, there's no, Will. There's no there perfection. There is no smartphone camera that will ever max out 
the DXO mark. It goes forever. Yeah. It's, it's an infinity mark. Mm-hmm. I mean, the cameras are just... Uh, eventually, the cameras are just reality. It's just a exactly. reality map with the, the, the sweater. Remember the sweater part of the presentation with the fibers? <laughs> yeah. The fibers are better than real DXO mark, two mm-hmm. million strong. You understand that, Will? Mm-hmm. That's where we're going. That's the future. Get ready for it. Very similar to beard hairs. Yeah, you. Yeah, you so better. Stay. You better be wearing that that sweater tomorrow. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, don't. You don't <laughs> have to. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I guess as far as people that do have the current iPhone are concerned, it's promising at this point. It remains to be seen how it maps on the DXO, but. I suppose for those that like to look at these scores, if it if it does get more accurate and take into consideration wide and night, then that's a good thing. Those are uh, important characteristics of a modern smartphone camera in 2019. Uh, staying on Huawei for a second, actually speaking about that Mate 30 Pro, this is just a quick update because on yesterday's episode, we talked about how presumably the event that took place in Germany was uh, they were going to an, an announce that the new their newest device was not going to ship with Google Play services, YouTube, various other Google apps. It was speculation, confirmed speculation, insider sources, however it was referenced on the original article. But we now have confirmation that that's actually the case. So the device fully launched now, I guess it was this morning, uh, Mate 30 and Mate 30 Pro. And it lacks, they both lack YouTube, Google Maps, Gmail, the Play Store, Google Play services, which are important to install any Google apps. Uh, A couple of videos popped up on social media of an individual that was at the event attempting to install Google Play from APK Mirror. It was blocked and then attempting to also install a a YouTube APK. And of course, when you go to install the YouTube APK, it asks you to install Google Play services first, which then that doesn't work as well. So it may prove to be a slightly more difficult than people had originally imagined when it comes to bringing one of these latest Huawei devices up to your standard from a Google Play, Google Play services, YouTube perspective. Uh, I should note that uh, an interesting part of the presentation here or some information that uh, emerged via the presentation is that Huawei's going to continue selling the device without the Google Play services, instead opting for their very own version of that, like their, like a Huawei version of that, they claim that they're going to have Facebook and Instagram available in their version, and they're also, they've also got a fund set aside, a bunch of money uh, to encourage other developers to bring their stuff to that particular platform as well. Uh, but then the, the strange part, or I guess just the unusual part, is they, they also say they're going to train staff in smartphone shops to show people, customers, how to get the apps they need onto the devices. So there will be apparently some type of workaround, and you're going to go into the store, and they're going to like show you how to sideload these apps. Mm. It seems like a bizarre... I, I mean, I don't know how well that strategy is going to work. I guess it's better than no strategy at all, but it is just a bizarre... I mean, the situation has been bizarre, but now... It's like there's no dispute. The device is going to launch. It, it will be the first device in a while for the for Western markets from Huawei that's not going to have those that Google stuff on there. And you have to believe it's going to substantially hurt the potential of that device in those markets. I just find it hard to hard to believe that a lot of people are going to be willing to work through some of these hoops. I get it. We have a tech-savvy audience here. Some people are going to want to do it, and they're going to say, look, this, this, this device is exciting to me, and therefore 
I'm going to go through the process of attempting to uh, of attempting to get the apps that I need on there. Or maybe they're just going to say, I don't need those apps. Forget it. I don't care. Uh, the apps I need, I, uh, I can get them anyhow. Uh, who knows? Now, obviously, they spent a lot of time on the camera department of the device, as expected. They've got some interesting specifics regarding the camera. 40 megapixel super sensing camera with a larger than normal sensor. That's their words, not mine. An 8 megapixel camera with 3x optical zoom. A 40 megapixel cine camera dedicated for video use. It has a wider ratio sensor than the others. I mean, they're, man, it, capable of doing slow motion up to 7680 frames per second. Is that, like, is that right at 720p? That... Like, are we in, like, phantom territory? That's bananas. I have to see that in action for myself, but that's obviously a crazy uh, a crazy specification for the time being. A 3D depth-sensing camera. I mean, they spend all the time on a camera. This is the future. It's like, I don't even know if we're buying smartphones or cameras anymore, Will. It's like, mm -hmm. it's almost like we're watching camera presentations. It's like, look at our camera this year. Right. And then, oh, and by the way, it's a smartphone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, it does that as well. Yeah, it's kind of, we're, we're in that department now, but... Uh, anyhow, they're really happy with it. They say it's faster, of course. It's also got 5G. Huawei making a big deal in the 5G territory as well. So that happened today. You guys let me know down in the comments here if you're willing to take a shot at a device that does not natively have any of the Google services associated with it. If you can, I don't know, maybe, maybe you don't care about that stuff at all or you're willing to go through the hoops involved in installing the stuff manually though if you do that it's still going to be a headache when it comes to updates and all these other factors mm -hmm. because then it's like you got to do the thing manually over and over again so it's going to be an ongoing thing but nonetheless mate 30 pro it's in the world as is and huawei they got to i mean the here's the thing the product's already in development the product's ready to launch they did all the work right these things are in development for for like a year before they come out so can you really can you really expect them to not launch a device and just be like, hey, we don't have Google Play stuff, so we're only going to launch it in China when they had fully expected to, la to launch it in multiple markets? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't think so. So I kind of, this is, seems inevitable. And uh, we're, we're just going to have to, this will be the first real test to see what people's threshold is for a world without Google on an Android smartphone. Yeah, it really is just unfortunate. Just looking at the specs, it, it's a beast. You, you're into it's those specs. Really Did you you just use the word beast? Yes. On the show. So yeah. that's Willie Do. <laughs> it comes in space silver, emerald green, cosmic purple, black, orange for the 5G edition only, and forest green for the 5G edition only. How do they coordinate the, their greens? Does that forest green not look exactly like Apple's play at green? Like maybe it's a little bluer. Anyway, whatever. They're communicating in the background. It's like gas station setting the price, Kirk. You know how it goes. You know color green is in. All right, one more quick Huawei update from yesterday's episode. We talked about how all of a sudden they're shipping, they're shipping uh, laptops with Linux, and the Linux crowd got real excited about that. I got a couple comments and tweets. People were like, "Lou, you gotta try Linux." They were like, "You don't understand. You're gonna love it," and so forth. So the Linux people, they're out. They're cheering. They got the pom poms, rightfully so. That's what they love. Uh, and on cue yesterday, I was like, all right, all right, Bill, uh, time for a meeting. You got, you better uh, head to visit Trump. Remember, they were going to have pizza or KFC. I can't remember what they were going to do. 
Well, it's not Bill Gates because, you know, he's chilling these days, obviously, philanthropy, uh, you know, whatever it is you do. When you're, <laughs> whatever you do when you're Bill Gates, you understand? Uh, but the president, on the other hand, who, what is his name? I didn't even know this guy was the president of Microsoft, Brad Smith. He uh, went public here. Microsoft president seeks to end the U.S. tech ban. So right on cue, you see that Willie do? He maybe he has he's gonna have the KFC and the Pizza Hut instead of instead of Bill. But nonetheless, it's the same strategy that I had originally imagined. He says, "Look, we gotta get over this. We can't have we can't have we can't draw this line here, an iron curtain down the Pacific Ocean. Now we can't do that. That's his words." Uh, and it's obvious what his motivation would be here. You got the Huawei laptops. They start shipping with Linux. People start to be like, you know, Linux is, oh, that's all right. I can live. Right. And people start living like that or uh, gravitating towards, I don't know, what else is there? Chromebooks? And I don't know. There's things that don't involve Microsoft that yeah. exist in the universe. Brad Smith is like, hey, now. Yeah, Thank Brad Smith. That's exactly right. Brad Smith is like, I'm here. I'm yeah. a guy in the world. Willie Do's not the only guy in the world. I'm a guy in the world. I got a microphone. It touches my cheek. I got this collared shirt. It was dry clean this morning. I got the checker pattern on the on the coat. My wife helped me pick it. You understand how mm -hmm. this goes, Will? There's a lot yeah. of there's a lot that goes into the daily life. It's very stressful. You're an executive. Yeah. And so he's like, okay, China is not a huge market for us. Believe it or not, Microsoft is not a huge market for them percentage wise. Apparently, according to this article, is coming via the BBC. Dot com, by the way. Uh, but you can sense there's concern for the future in general if the precedent gets set that, like, this is that you can flip flop around on these operating systems and maybe it doesn't have to be Microsoft. And so the more of these units that ship with Linux, the worse it is for them. So he's, uh, he's in there, he's looking for Trump. He wants to put an end to it, and we'll see if that works out. It probably won't do much at this point. It doesn't look, it doesn't look like anybody's had too much luck really reversing this thing. But anyway, he ain't going to stop trying, and he wants Windows on those laptops. He wants Windows on every laptop. You understand? That's his mm -hmm. mission. He, he buttons up the shirt. That's, that's the deal. Windows on every laptop. You understand that well? Yeah. One button down, though. Because he, cause he, cause he, cause, be because he's he can have a good time. He's yeah, relatable. Yeah. It's no tie. It's, uh, you know, I'm, I, you can approach me. Yeah. Like, I put some effort in, but you can approach me. Little bit of shaggy here. Yeah, not, you can approach me still. Not quaffed. I'm in Seattle. Yeah. Because it's Microsoft, so I'm in Seattle as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm drinking coffee and things. Yeah. And, and you can Meet me at the coffee shop. You can approach Nearby. me. Uh, some good news for Tesla here. Model 3 scores the company's first top safety award from IIHS. That's the uh, Highway Traffic Institute group. They test all the cars. No, actually, they don't test all the cars. They te test the popular ones. They actually skipped the Model X, but the Model S did decent, but the Model 3 just did better. It got the highest level, which is actually not top safety pick. It's top safety pick plus. And so Willie do showcasing the video what is it about these videos, Will? There's something special about them when they just drive the car to crash yeah. test dummy straight into the wall. There's something going on there. Destruction. Destruction. It's fun it's, to watch. It's just like that is no such a... No one's getting hurt. It's also well. just such a beautiful... Why is it beautiful? In slow motion. Yeah, why is it? I don't know. It's metal bending and glass and slow-mo and... No one wants that to be their actual car. No one wants to be sitting there. But you know no one's hurt. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a little bit of glass and it's a little bit of... Uh, a metal for the purpose of 
potentially saving actual humans who mm -hmm. would eventually drive in this. I know Elon was very happy about the fact that the glass roof is actually one of the stronger components. Originally, some people skeptical, glass on a roof, I don't know. But as you can see in this crash test, the roof, the, the, the windshield and the roof, fully intact. Yeah. So anyhow, double IHS, uh, top, safety pick, top safety pick plus. Now, another thing to mention, normally with this type of crash test, this is the, the head-on. It's a head-on, but there's a, a small overlap, I think is what it's called. It was just like if you ran into a telephone pole or something. This is the most dangerous for the driver because there's less resistance than hitting the wall clean. You, I see. See, you know what I'm saying here, Will? So a lot of the impact is coming in on the driver location there. And, uh, I mean, you wouldn't know this unless you were looking into this, but uh, every so often I will watch these things. I find it to be interesting anyhow. Uh, so so all the impact ends up on a driver here, and then they can tell, like, based on a crash, crash test dummy, how significant would these injuries be, and then they come up with their rating. But when you're working with an electric vehicle, it doesn't have the typical gigantic engine sitting in the front, which right. would be act as a barrier or a wall between mm -hmm. you and the object and take some of the impact you just have the frunk the front trunk yes on the tesla and all of the heavy solid components are the batteries and whatnot the the, the motors it's all like on the floor of the vehicle low center of gravity mm -hmm. so anyway it's impressive tesla fans gonna be happy if you're in the market for a model three i guess now you can feel even more confident that this is a a, a good pick from a insurance safety institute perspective maybe you pay a little less on the insurance i don't know how that works but definitely if you happen to be this guy and you're driving it looks like this is a pretty safe vehicle as far as electric vehicles are concerned and any vehicles for that matter top safety pick plus okay well it's time to travel a little bit into the weird zone today uh we haven't been here in a bit so right up my alley yeah yeah i did it for you great i did it for, i see you sitting over there you know it can't be uh, buttoned up all the time. It can't mm -hmm. be just the speeds and feeds and the figures and the graphs and the marketplace and the smartphone fatigue. You're a guy in the world. Yeah. Guy like you. Some uh, strange stuff. There's stuff so, going on. Yeah. And we're living in a time, a time to be alive. You understand how that uh -huh. goes as well. So in this time, we've got a, a new development in the in the ongoing saga of the chicken sandwich wars of 2019, which will be remembered throughout history. They will write about it, read about it, recite it in scripture. Are uh, you talking about the new KFC? Willie do, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, we don't even have to. I mean, look at this guy. Look at this guy. I was excited for Hold it the too. camera. Hold the camera. I got to say. Kurt, hold the camera. Don't cut. Just let him feel it for a minute. Let him just absorb. Yeah, you I mean Zoom would be good. No, let him feel it. Let him have it. He wanted a moment. He got it for himself. He just, he just got himself. Kirk, why do I have to say the anything? focus? You are, uh, you're the guy, Willie. Do it's incredible. You read my mind. Uh, KFC's donut chicken sandwich. My God, is this real life? Or is this real life? I don't, I don't know. It's a chicken sandwich wedged between two glazed donuts. And I don't know how to feel. I feel weird. I feel tingly. I don't know. What well, kind of donut? Is yeah, I don't know. Well, Krispy Kreme? Or? It looks like a Krispy Kreme. Now, I was reading about this, and I was like, okay, obviously this is crazy. They obviously want to make a, make a meme out of it. They obviously want guys like us to talk about it, like, and it's working. So 
But the surprising part to me is this is actually a thing that's existed before, not at KFC, but there are a couple of places that specialize in donut chicken, donut chicken combos. So you may have heard in the past about the waffle chicken combo, mm -hmm. like chicken and waffles. Oh, yeah. But you, you didn't know about the donut chicken waffle. <laughs> okay. <I> mean, <laughs> <laughs> where are you going with this? I don't know where I'm going, man. I'm just... I feel like they... I'm just, I'm just surprised that it was already a thing. I looked at it like, whoa, innovative, crazy maniac. I don't know. Oh, this, so this is like the if you're, first I don't know if you're, if you're, if this is your last meal or something, like who cares? Go for it. Right. it what is the sauce? Is the sauce icing or mayo? Like, I, I, I don't even, it looks like icing. It looks like icing. Yeah. It looks both. like extra glaze from the donuts. It's obviously very sweet, but, but like, no, to be clear, okay, if this is a new thing for them that they're testing, but there's a couple of places that serve this type of stuff. There's a place called Federal Donuts Restaurants in Philadelphia. And there's another place called Astro Donuts and Fried Chicken, which there's one in Washington, D.C. and Los Angeles that have specialized in this thing. And then other people saying it's a it's a riff on the Luther Burger. So this is coming via eater.com. They've done, they've done the research on the origin story of the donut chicken sandwich combo donut chicken flavor relationship that was unexpected of course they uh, kfc no stranger to the outlandish chicken sandwich they were the purveyors of the double down at one point in time mm -hmm. uh how about the combo though <laughs> look at the combo there what do you get in that combo you would get uh kfc is also offering a basket meal version you have your choice of bone-in chicken or two tenders plus a single donut or two donuts for $7.49. Participating locations will also just sell you a donut for $1 a piece. Don't, Kirk, don't even. You understand? Don't even. Hey, man, this is like, this is no holds barred. You understand? This is the, this is the moment of like, I don't, no rules. You see how it goes? This is like the early days of the UFC. This is the food version of UFC 1 and 2. <laughs> anyway, so KFC not wanting to be left out. They take it to another level. They get talked about. It all works out. We are squarely in the weird zone. I'm about to take you even weirder. About to take you even deeper into the weird zone. Truck spills more than 200,000 dice onto highway. You love this, Will. Will's smirking. <laughs> I saw it, too. <laughs> hey, man! <laughs> it's, Hold the uh, camera. Hold the camera. He saw it. He saw it. I don't know why... I didn't read up on it. I, just, I don't know why this was amusing to me. Uh, people in the comments were trying to figure out what all the dice would amount to in a roll. They got to 756,000. Yeah. It, maybe it's just funny because it's dice. Is that right? Like, it could have been a lot of little things that fell on the highway, but the fact that all the dice were effectively rolled at once, is it some sort of yeah. a record? Everyone got a shot. Is it some Every sort of a record a for number of dice rolled in one moment? Maybe. I don't... It's a tremendous number of dice. Uh, apparently... 
They were set to be delivered to a gaming company named Trivium Studios. I should just, for those of you just listening, a truck is traveling along the highway. Somehow it loses its cargo. The back door flies open or something. It was carrying nothing but dice. <laughs> Why do I like that? Why do I like the fact that there's a transport vehicle filled with nothing but dice? That, to me, is somehow fun, Will. It was their mission for this truck to transport dice. a ton of dice. To it's like, what do you got there? What's, what's your, what do you got in there? Your load there today, Bobby? Who, me? I got dice today. Like, that's not, that's not every day. Like, how many dice are moving around on any given day mm -hmm. between different points of the globe? I don't know. What is the dice market? How's the dice market looking? What's happening to board games? Are, are, are they hot or not? I don't know. Apparently, they're making a comeback because this was a truck full of 216,000 six-sided dice. Mm. So somebody was about to make a bunch of board games, Willie Do. Mm. You see how that goes? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so the highway is shut down, basically, and they're sweeping up dice forever, for a while. Though It's like a whole... Uh, it's quite dangerous, too, eh? Like, uh, if it, you would, drive it would be similar to a rock if any cars would drive It would be like a carpet if you hit it all at once. No traction. Yeah. It would be like hitting ice. Mm -hmm. You would just... But also the kick-up of the dice yeah. might hit a couple windshields there. The kick-up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I never thought we'd be talking about the yeah. kick, dice kick-up yeah. on the interstate. But that's the reality of 2019. <laughs> this is the kind of stuff that happens in 2019. It's a crazy, it's a crazy world out there. Mm -hmm. 216,000 dice. Well, uh, hopefully the dice are okay and healthy. They are. It's funny, man. They're cleaning up these dice. It's like there's something funny about it. I don't know why. I can't mm -hmm. pinpoint what it is. But apparently, like I said, the comment section have been uh, very comedic on the original upload. Trivium Studios is an Atlanta-based tabletop and video game company, and the dice were meant for a tabletop game to be launched in 2020. A representative for the company did not immediately respond to, re to a request for comment. So, I don't know, is they're probably insured. They're gonna get their dice. Mm -hmm. The insurance company's gonna have to pay for it. What do you think, Will, 200,000 dice are worth? Mm. What are they, like 10 cents each? Yeah, maybe super cheap. Like, yeah. what? I mean, there's got to be a spectrum, though. There's got to be some nice. Twenty-five hundred. There's got to be some nice dice and some that aren't as nice. And yeah, I mean, these ones true. look pretty nice. They all survived the drop. What? If how viral did this go? I don't know. Uh, how many views are we looking at here? I have the YouTube clip, which I'm not sure if that's the first place it, it broke. I am. It's sitting at a hundred thousand views right now, currently published a couple days ago. So. I mean, this not, might sound crazy, but if the company kind of just held on to these dice whoa, and sold you, them off or something. Are you going conspiracy right now? Like dump no, the no, dice? No no no. no, 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 no. Dump the dice. <laughs> no one's going to buy our game. Dump the dice. No, this could be a Trivium Studios item. new game coming up in 2020. <laughs> dice game. Remember dice? Dice are fun. You see where I'm going here? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's what was going on, to be honest. All right, right. But uh, you had some funny comments on the actual video as well. When and where can we buy the special crash test dice? There are lots of people. That's that wanna, what I'm saying. They want to buy the yeah. dice. Yeah, I don't know, man. They could have sold them off. Freeway dice. And then there's a bunch of people making Dungeons and Dragons jokes, which I don't know anything about. And there's a lot of them. Yeah. And Kirk's nodding his head, so he knows all about them. So 
All right, but that's not weird enough. We're going weirder for the very last story of the day. Uh, grainy footage of something moving in China's Yangtze River has been tagged as evidence of the nation's Loch Ness monster sending ripples through Chinese social media. You see, I changed my voice there, Will. Well, you got me. Yeah, now you got me hooked. Yeah, the footage goes viral, and. Uh, well, Kirk's skeptical. Of course, I was as well. You can't click there. You're just going to get Trump. I don't even think this is... Like, they, the video you're looking at is not even related. Is this the one? In fact, for me to get the video, I had to go to Weibo, to the original location, and you may want to head over there, actually. What's the title? Well, I can't tell all these characters here. Why don't you do... <laughs> if you go to the original article and click on... The BBC report. Oh, you're on the BBC report. Okay, within right. there, you're going to find a link. If you click on... It has 6 million views, this one. So this one's far more viral here. Is there a Weibo link for you there? There. Come on, how did I get it? I've got it on my screen here, Will. Kind of an operation you run it over there. Pair video was whoever uploaded it. Anyhow, he's going to get the clip in a second. I'm going to give you a little backstory here, all right? An object spotted in in a river, the river, uh, like the big, big dog river of China. Will's got it. And I love this right now. Okay, I'm just, I, we're just show, just show, we're just going to show the clip and then I'm going to talk to Will for a second. Okay. Just show the clip, just do like some opa opacity on it. Okay. <laughs> show, look at the video, Will, here. Okay. Okay, you got it. Well, you see this? Okay, pause. Okay, pause. Pause, pause, pause. Pause. What are you looking at? What are you looking at in that video? I see an alligator. I don't see a Loch Ness. You see an alligator? You see an alligator in China? Yeah. I don't feel like that. There's alligators. I don't feel like that's a China. thing that happens. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody's pet alligator? Okay, keep no, playing just it. In, okay, uh, keep playing it for a second. I mean, I, I don't know the size. There it does go. look pretty big, though. Bigger than an alligator? pretty big. Bigger than an alligator. Yeah, go back to the zoom out. Just roll back on this clip just a tiny bit. And you'll see it in relationship to the shoreline. The scale of it. Right there. See? So, like, those are cars. That's the thing. Okay, pause it again, Will. What is it? <laughs> It could, I don't know. I, I think it's uh, <laughs> still an alligator. <laughs> it's just, it's still an alligator. It will Alligators all, are big, man. To you, it will always be an alligator. Well, I mean. Well, anyway, the clip goes viral. Six million views. It is uh, not a Loch Ness monster, not an alligator. Apparently, I mean, at first people started to say, oh, it's some sort of a water snake. Then people said it's the giant salamander. The giant Chinese salamander. Have you okay. ever? It's like some enormous salamander that's uh, endangered. And then the far more boring explanation: some black cloth. So rubber. Did they object. find out what it was? Apparently, they extracted it. There's a picture of it on the rocks in the BBC article. I don't know. Maybe it's a cover-up. Will? Who knows what to believe? Yeah. But the people were watching. I'm telling you, if that's just like some like rubber industrial waste or something. It's moving like a like a Loch Ness yeah. monster. It's moving kind of nice. And it's got some steam on it. It doesn't look like it's just 
the water propelling it. It's almost like something's pulling it in the distance. I don't know. Yeah, maybe you're right. it could be a prank. It could be a prank as well. Who really knows? But you can go watch the clip. You come to your own conclusion. But everyone's disputing it, obviously, as the internet would, coming up with their uh, various explanations for what exactly happened. Nonetheless, trending in China, viral, and squarely in the weird zone, which is important to us. Oh, yeah. It's mostly important to Willie Do. It's where he lives his life, it's where he spends his time. And uh, it's where he's happy to be, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. And right this is where there. I'm happy to be, and I hope you're happy to be here as well. It's another episode of Lou Later, and Kirk can cut it.